0: This is going to get really distracting for me. Let's do that. Wow. Okay. I am recording now. Yes. No, I just started. Okay. So, lots of stuff going on. Hello, Chris. How are you? Um... I don't know that there's. I, I think there is some some housekeeping to get out of the way. Um, I can't think of what it is yet because I didn't write it down. <laughs> but as was made evident by the fact that it was up the uh, or that there was a coming soon uh, screen at all for this stream, is evidence that there is at least a little bit of something going on in the in the in the background. So. Uh there is that. I honestly have done a lot I've honestly done a lot of stuff the last few days that is um beneficial for season what is it five <laughs> um oh, I'm doing well, sir. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for asking. So I have my hair on my microphone um yeah, things are going to start to look different. I know I didn't get any of the edits done that I was talking about possibly getting to from last week, uh, but the main, ab- main edit went up, and that's all that's that's all that I focus on getting up when it comes to off-season stuff. So maybe I'll cut a couple of things. Maybe I won't. It just really depends on how much time I have and how motivated I am to do behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, that being said... I'm going to turn this source down a little bit and turn it back on. And I think that is all of the housekeeping to speak of. So we have a lot of stuff going on in news that's kind of actively happening right now. So that's what I was I was getting all of my ducks in a row for was, uh, the stuff that's just going out into the world as it comes right now because uh all of this dc studio stuff is kind of currently breaking so we're we're definitely going to be touching on that we're going to be touching on a little bit of marvel stuff like the headline says um all kinds of fun things and all of that being said we're switching over now to Duny- <laughs> Alright, so uh, before we get into this... Oh boy, that camera is not lined up like I wanted it to. It checked everything but this scene, apparently. That's better. So, um, since we are doing things a little differently, uh, Mr. Chris, if it sounds weird, aside from the fact that there is actively music being played in stream uh, today... Then let me know because I did set a couple of different things up. Hopefully, they won't make a huge issue. And yeah, I think that was just audio doubled up. Anyway, um, we're gonna jump into we are going to jump into the news. So first things first. Where's my window? let's get down and dirty all right so let's start on a cool one because i really dug this this one actually was was sent to me from my girlfriend and i was super excited about it so ccxp is happening um that is the uh brazil comic-con effectively and blue beetle was there we got all we got was this poster for the movie but I'm super excited about it that looks great I just needed to start off on a on a good note Um, I'm super excited about that what's different about Blue Beetle I don't think we're going to read the actual article I just wanted to share the image because that's pretty cool I'm super excited about the Blue Beetle movie and we're starting oh boy Let's go with The Flash first, shall we? We have new trailers to talk about. Oops, that's not The Flash. That's The Flash. All right, so, with all the crazy happening, remember, CCXP, Brazil Comic-Con, it it happened, and, and this is the first thing that kind of was at the front of the firestorm. So... The official display and merchandise uh, for the Flash movie sports comments from director Andy Muschietti that have uh, never been released. We, met, we get Supergirl and Superman spoilers from the Flash movie to come out of the Brazil CCXB convention that is taking place that took place last weekend. Uh, a promo leaked last year around the same time, DC Fandom, featuring comments from Ezra Miller and director Andy Muschietti. Miller says in the video, The Flash is unique amongst the Justice League. He's the first quantum superhero because he follows how pitch, speed, and velocity determine the makeup of reality. What I love about The Flash is that theoretically it's just a singular power, which is his speed. One that uh, That one factor when push... When pushed to extremes, will become a whole bunch of powers. He can make a tornado run across water. He travels through time. There's multiple Batmans, Bat uh, There's more than one Batman. This is the most hyped beastly DC movie ever, and I'm going to. And it's going to blow people's heads off. More importantly, is what Muschietti teases. It's worth a mention is that Warner Brothers demanded the footage be taken down, and I don't think it has ever been officially released. Uh, Justice League. That is not the powerful Justice League that we all know. Half solar-powered alien and two idiots. I embrace the fact that these underdogs are going to save the world, says Muschietti. Two idiots, a retired vigilante, and a half-charged solar-powered alien. Huh. Is the... Huh. Huh. Sorry, uh, continuing on with the piece, uh, f- uh, fast forward to CCXP convention, the official display from the film features a t-shirt for the flash, which features the same comments, uh, where the art confirms the details as it says, two idiot kids, a retired vigilante and a half charged solar powered alien two idiot kids are the two versions of Barry Allen uh, played by Ezra Miller Michael Keaton Batman is obviously the vigilante and the half charged solar powered alien is Sasha Calais Supergirl in the flash Supergirl will be the half powered where Redditors also add there is leaked concept art floating around that shows Supergirl in some form of power dampening cell where she has been detained by the government are we going to see that no um, Supergirl rumors in The Flash. According to rumors, test screening Supergirl story is supposed to play out similarly to Henry Cavill's Superman in Man of Steel. The official pr- production documents have also confirmed both Michael Shannon and Anje Trou are back, though to be uh, thought to be playing their respective characters from Man of Steel as Zod and Fora. Uh, rumors have offered that in the Supergirls universe, Zod kills baby Kal-El, where Sasha kal goes to Earth and becomes the world's Superman. However, it's now thought that act- uh, that what actually happens is its take on the DC Comics Flashpoint comic, uh, where in that alternate timeline, Superman has been a prisoner of the government since his birth and is kept away from the sun so he doesn't have his full powers. Eventually, Superman escapes and kicks all kinds butt. Yes, <laughs> agreed with the author of this piece. It is definitely a cool story. So, in the Flash movie, one theory is that it's thought Zod and Fora come to Earth, where Supergirl has been prisoners since birth, but is freed possibly by Barry uh, once Zod and Fora arrive. Um, blah, blah, blah. We're getting a little deeper than I wanted to go, but, yeah, whatever. We'll continue. Not sure that makes too much sense. Uh, as why wouldn't Supergirl join forces with Zod as she's been a prisoner since birth, blah, blah, blah. Um, More in line with Man of Steel, that's right. Um, Superman rumors for The Flash. Rumors and test screenings also offer Flash will be shown saving people during Man of Steel to fix the movie as many fans have complained about all the violence. Henry Cavill is also rumored for the flick which might be a late addition to the movie so things may be... Uh, may have changed as uh, originally it was rumored that Sasha Kelly Supergirl was supposed to replace Henry Cavill Superman uh, as when the multiverse is merged. Supergirl is the new, quote, Superman. Warner Brothers Discovery and Z- David Zaslav taking over things. Supergirl replacing Superman is likely out the door, along with Batgirl. It's reported uh, planned Supergirl movie has been scrapped. Test screenings also revealed the film has been well-received. So that was, um, again... This past weekend And then we come to Here This was from yesterday I believe No two days uh, th- Almost th- this was Last weekend as well <laughs> So we have Aquaman 2 Said to have major uh, reshoots Claim that Aquaman 2 underwent Major reshoots which follows the Earlier news that Ben Affleck was brought back to Play Batman replacing Michael Keaton so there have been so many rumors. I'm going to s- s- step aside from this one real quick. There have been so many rumors uh, t- associated with who's going to be which Batman and blah, 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 um, that you can't definitively say that Affleck is going to be replacing uh, Michael Keaton. There have been more rumors, and I feel like more substantiated rumors, saying that both Affleck and Keaton are going to be playing a version of Batman. So, yeah, I don't think that is accurate. Um, Continuing on, rumor hit the net offering the reshoots were only minor, but Casey Walsh via Twitter responded and said that the reshoots are actually major. Reshoots happen. I don't know why everybody is freaking out. Reshoots happen all the time. Uh, Quote, AQ stuff is false. Reshoots were major and lasted over a month. I don't know if that necessarily quantifies major, but whatever. I feel like six months of reshoots would be major. That's that's what that's like uh, uh, Justice League levels of reshoots. Uh, interestingly enough, it has been reported the head of Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, David Zaslav, isn't happy with the movie. Other than Ben Affleck back as Batman, it's not known what the reshoots involved, but a couple things come to mind. Update. With the news that Wonder Woman 3 is dead, come claims Ben Affleck, Batman has been cut from Aquaman 2, that Jason Momoa will be done with the character and will play Lobo for James Gunn. Uh, Ben Affleck reshoots about... Yeah, I think that's as much as we really need to get into because of the update. So, continuing on into the next piece... Oh, and as a side note, the the release date got moved up to June 16th instead of June 23rd, but, you know, whatever, that's not really major. Um, This is all part of the the debacle that's going on right now. So we have, as of two days ago, uh, Black Adam Profitable Saved by Home Entertainment. Uh, Because this is going to factor into the rumored reboot that is coming. Uh, Though the Black Adam box office might not be particularly electrifying, it's learned the flick will still end up in the black and be profitable thanks to home entertainment sales. In a rather one-sided report by Variety, who reports on the Black Adam theatrical release, potentially losing millions of dollars, reps for Warner Brothers dispute various projections. The article writes... How in order to break even that black Adam needs to make 600 million then says 450 million but Warner Brothers tells the site that the break even number was actually only 400 million which is what Johnson is saying that's what Dwayne uh, the Rock is saying current worldwide box office is 384 million so black Adam is just shy of that number as the rock has pointed out black adam is the number 1 movie on iTunes and all, and re, it remains so and reps for Warner Brothers Phil and variety that the flick is overperforming in the home entertainment market so this is very interesting update producer on the movie confirms it will be profitable and claims it will lose uh, and claims that it will lose money are false so that is significant because then we get into where did it go where did it go Uh, That's just repeating what they just said. Here we go. Number one, right now, Henry Cavill, out. Ben Affleck, cut. Aquaman, recast. Black Adam, axed. Offer James Gunn DC reboot rumors. So this is the big thing that's happening literally right now. (laughs) Big news uh, that Wonder Woman 3 is dead. So the actual report says that Wonder Woman 3 is how... Let's pull up the... Where did it go? Where did it go? I was just scrolling past it. Not moving forward is, uh, as it stands right now, it is not moving forward according to the, uh, the trades. So it's still technically rumor, but it is rumor from the trades, which means it's pretty likely. Um, So yeah, it's not moving forward and Patty Jenkins has other things going on, so on and so forth. So, that is the current status of it. it. Does that mean that it will be officially canceled in the future? Yeah, probably. <laughs> if these rumors are to be believed. Um Continuing on <clears throat> Uh, so the big news that Wonder Woman three is dead. Come rumors that James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to reboot the DC universe, which involves the ouster of Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and more. DC insiders at twenty nineteen San Diego Comic Con uh, actually told again the the guy who runs uh, Matt McClellan, Um told that Gunn was part of a DCE reboot at the time, also inv- involving Abrams and Matt Reeves, uh, so maybe Gunn has had his targets on becoming the head of DC for quite a while. What is exactly going on with the new DCU is unknown, as Gunn has said only he and Saffron know the plans, but recent reports offer potential clues as to the direction, which sounds like a DC reboot following the release of The Flash. So, reboot... Uh, I very well could have been wrong last, uh, last week. I was misreading the cues because this is coming from many multiple sources. Not the least of which, uh, variety I think is even uh, mixed in here, which is one of the trades, the, the three big trades, you have variety, Hollywood reporter and uh, deadline. And I think only right now, variety is talking about it, but I could very well be wrong. So continuing on here on cosmic book in THR's report about uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, report about Wonder Woman 3 not moving forward as Patty Jenkins' script has been rejected claims in the article match up with recent rumors which uh, with THR offering uh, Gun and Saffron want to move away from the Zack Snyder Justice League actors which includes Henry Cavill as Superman, Ben Affleck as Batman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and Ezra Miller as The Flash worth a mention is that while there have been all kinds of claims and rumors leading up to this point That all changes now that Gunn and Saffron are in charge. So the short of that is... Wonder Woman 3 is cancelled. Ben Affleck is cut from Aquaman 2 and done officially as Batman. Jason Momoa done playing Aquaman, now potentially playing Lobo. Again, that is very much rumored as well. Uh, Henry Cavill potentially cut from The Flash and not playing Superman. uh, The Rock... Black Adam sequels and spin-offs very possibly canceled. Plans for the Snyderverse characters and Justice League 2 axed gun and Saffron rebooting the DCU. Uh Wonder Woman 3 is dead. Gal Gadot's future in question. If they're if they're, again, if you're wanting to believe the rumors, then it only makes sense that they would be getting rid of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because they're going to put somebody else in that role, because it's going to be a reboot. So, uh, regarding Wonder Woman 3, Gal Gadot, THR reports to Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 3 is not moving forward and is considered dead in its current incarnation. Side also mentions that by not moving forward with Wonder Woman 3, millions of dollars are being saved as Gal Gadot was set to receive 20 million and Patty Jenkins 12 million. Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't received at all, no kidding. So that is probably a factor in the decision to move forward with Jenkins' script and vision. Ben Affleck uh, recently saw Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck confirm that Affleck joined Aquaman 2 as Batman, thought to be replacing the Michael Keaton scenes. However, now a recent test screening offers the Ben Affleck. Batman has been cut from the movie. This is That's rather early to be doing test screenings, so I don't know about that. Um, Twitter user Casey Walsh tweeted, I have bad news for YouTube, Grifters who has their heart their hearts wow, grammar is a beautiful thing. Set on Affleck and Augment 2. Without spoiling anything, I'll just say they cut a major scene and appears the Bruce Wayne scene is no longer necessary. Heard is unchanged, no Affleck, no defoe. Weird so if the rumor is right affleck looks to be done as batman and worth mention is that thr says gun is not touching the robert pattinson and matt reeves batman that is moving forward with a sequel and spinoffs aquaman recast as jason momoa now plays lobo in regards to aquaman and jason momoa recently momoa teased that he landed a dream project which is thought to be lobo according to thr scenario considered that is that Jason Momoa would wrap up playing the character in Aquaman 2 next year, and then in *Gun and Saffron*'s new DCU, Momoa, Momoa would play Lobo as Lobo is in line with Gunn's specialty of taking offbeat and quirky. And flipping it into crowd-pleasing fare. I don't know if Lobo is necessarily quirky, but okay. (laughs) It's also been said that Aquaman 2 has undergone major reshoots. Again, repeating that phrase, major reshoots. Let's define major at some point, shall we? Uh, So those reshoots could very well deal with ending Momoa and Aquaman, as Aquaman, sorry, and deleting the Affleck Batman scenes. Flash likely recast due to Ezra Miller. Yes, we know this. Henry Cavill done a Superman. According to THR, while Henry Cavill did shoot a cameo for The Flash, again, the cameo is now being debated and it may be cut. As why keep the cameo if Henry Cavill won't be Superman? It is said Henry Cavill has said he's back as Superman and that Man of Steel is being developed and Andy Muschietti even inter... inter blah, blah, blah. And... With any Muschietti even interested in a tone similar to the Richard Donner movies at the time. That was correct. But that is all changed now, thanks to Gun and Saffron. So it looks like there were contracts involved, like I said last week. But now apparently they have talked WB into buying out, very potentially buying out, um, all of these contracts, which is very, very potentially super expensive. So that's very interesting going forward. Uh, Recall that DC Insiders filmian Henry Cavill has been holding out on a Superman return for money and that Johnson and his production team wanted to take over the DC Films universe. Well, Johnson didn't. Gunn is now in charge and both Johnson and Cavill could be out the door. Very interesting. This is all happening right now. Very literally. My Twitter is going nuts with all of this. Um... So I don't know, just just kind of a, a moment of <laughs> a moment to kind of analyze this. So this is not happening at CCXP. Um, and we can even take a look. See, this is my my rumor sources. Some of my rumor sources, anyway. Uh, duh, 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 duh. yeah even grace randolph is is saying this so i mean she's not the greatest leaker necessarily but she has a better track record than most and she's on this although her source very well could be the same source as uh thr and stuff so i don't know maybe her source is thr you never know um either way this is very potentially we do know that wonder woman 3 is not happening anytime soon and very possibly patty jenkins is going to be out if nothing else patty jenkins will not be moving forward with the franchise though i would be very surprised if this is legit um if gal gadot is moving forward as well but the big the big question mark is Did Warner Brothers give Gunn and Saffron, or uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, I guess is technically the company now, did they give Gunn and Saffron the ability to buy out these actors from the remainder of their contracts? Uh, It is presumed that at the very least, Henry Cavill, I'm sorry, not Henry Cavill, uh, The Rock and Jason Momoa had at least a couple movies left on their contracts very potentially one for jason momoa one maybe one full movie and then probably a cameo of some sort uh or two and then the rock very probably had a series of movies in his contract and the less likely but still Possible uh, extension of that is Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck's contracts. Ben Affleck probably not on board for many movies. He's probably on for maybe a couple cameos. That's probably about it. But Cavill was very gung-ho about this new deal and being Superman. So... They probably, if this is the way they're going, if this is legit, and and somewhere else, and I'm not I'm not gonna take the time to find it, but one of the other rumor uh, mongers was talking about James Gunn making this making official announcements as far as this stuff uh, as early as next week. So it will be very soon that we find out the actual uh, details of what's going on, but. Uh, Henry Cavill being excited about going forward as Superman means he had a contract Well, presumably he had a contract maybe he hadn't signed or maybe uh, Warner Brothers hadn't signed or something because of the turmoil as far as the production staff and James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over and all that but there was some form of contract somewhere otherwise because he's not one to just go to the social medias and say this is a thing that I want to happen he is not super active on on social media when it comes to that kind of stuff at all so the fact that he did that means that there was something it was a physical thing that he has gone over and very likely had signed saying that he was going to do a number of movies what that number is nobody knows But that means that Warner Brothers had to buy out these four, these four right here that you're seeing on screen, these four actors out of a giant contract. Again, uh, Affleck's probably not that big. Momoa's uh, The Remainder, probably not that big. But presumably Cavill and The Rock, really big contracts, really expensive situation to buy these guys out of their pro. So that means that Safran, or not Safran, Zaslav, was really was really not happy with a number of things as far as uh, the DC universe movies are going. Which I don't know. I feel like there is a fair argument to be made that there they were not headed in a great direction. Uh, there was room to course correct, but maybe the, the maybe they've weighed the options and they said, you know, the our best option going forward is to just start from nothing and build up in a better way because Marvel is starting to falter so we can take that opportunity that they're opening up for us and do our own thing so that, if if that's the case I think they're not wrong uh, as as weird as that might be I think that there is a strong possibility that they made the proper decision so <sighs> That's kind of where I stand with that. (laughs) Let's move on to the Marvel stuff. Uh, Where did that go? Right here. Here's one of them. So Brie Larson in the Marvels is going to be married. Her Captain Marvel character is going to be married. So this is... I don't know. This is an interesting take, and we'll, we'll read through the article, and then we'll take, take a look at everything else. But um, Big Rumor claims that Brie Larson's Carol Danvers is married in the Marvels, and that is actually to a man. Oh, that's controversial in modern Hollywood. According to Scooper Daniel R. P. K., Brie Larson's Carol Danvers will be married to South Korean actor Park Seo uh, Joon, who is known for Parasite. Oh, that's cool. The rumor has it that Park Seo Joon is playing Carol Danvers' hus- husband, Prince Yen, a leader of a musical planet where everyone communicates on the planet by singing songs. <laughs> That's some deep cuts. Uh, it's previously been rumored that the Marvels will have some sort of singing scene. Interesting. So assuming this rumor is true, Singing Sing is about Brie Larson's Carol Danvers and Park Seo Joon, uh, Prince Yen, and musical planet-singing inhabitants. the Particulars surrounding the husband of Carol Danvers aren't known, but the news that Brie Larson is married in the flick seems rather odd as the first movie is so anti-male. This is true. Uh, But maybe that is why they're marrying Danvers off. Possibilities I can think of the marriage uh, isn't real, that it could be a marriage of convenience as maybe Carol Danvers forced to marry Prince Yen for some reason. Maybe Yen is even an alien hermaphrodite. Yeah, that seems like some uh, twist that they would do. Uh, Cambri Larson, sing. I don't care. Yeah, what is Marvels about? Ah, uh, we already kind of know that. So, interesting. That is that going to be enough to save her image? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> With uh the news media cycle that ran when Captain Marvel came out, I don't think there's a whole lot that they can do that's going to save her situation. Um, so let's move on black panther wakanda forever to finish at 800 million dollars worldwide which uh expected huge bust i don't think that that's not an accurate statement 800 million worldwide what does it take to make 500 million so they're gonna cut even just about estimates are now offering the black panther back black panther wakanda forever i can speak i promise Uh, Box office will finish much lower than anyone expected, looking around somewhere in the 800 millions. Deadline offers the news in its latest box office update, where it is noted the offshore drop on Wakanda Forever was 39% as it heads to a finish in the 800 millions worldwide. That means the Black Panther Wakanda Forever box office won't even match up to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness which finished close to a billion dollars at the box office with 955 million worldwide. Of course, that also means the sequel won't come anywhere close to the first movie which finished over 1.3 billion. So, and then we're just going to get into speculation as to what happened. So, yeah, this is more evidence that Marvel is starting to falter. Uh, And then there was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3... Something about the trailer, right? Oh, this is the rumor. This is about the movie itself. So, following the release of the... Start that over. (laughs) Following the release of the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer... It's claimed that the flick will feature multiple deaths, so very possible spoiler alert if you care. It's conjecture, so it's not really spoilers, but here you go. New trailer seems to hint at least that it is going to happen as various scenes feature reactions from the characters, which come off as pretty horrific. It's also known this is James Gunn's last movie with Marvel as he takes on the Feige. as he takes on Feige. Woo! With the new DC Universe. Got ahead of myself. And it's the last Guardians of Galaxy movie featuring this iteration of the team. So knowing how James Gunn works, it's safe to say Gunn is going out with a bang. Um, Will Adam Warlock join the Guardians of Galaxy? I don't think so. Maybe. I mean. Uh, will Poulter's a young kid, so I guess I could see that a little bit. Fans are also already discussing how they think Will Poulter's Adam Warlock will replace Chris Pratt's Peter Quill as the leader of the team in the new movies, which is probably safe to assume will happen. I don't know. Aren't they making him the villain in this? Where a mention, and Marvel really likes to kill their villains, so I don't see that being necessarily a thing, but... What i mention is that while some fans are also complaining and questioning why bring in Adam Warlock in the MCU now that, as Thanos is dead, uh, Adam Warlock was a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy team in 2008 from Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning in, uh, that guns stuff is loosely based on. The new costumes are straight from the comics. So Adam Warlock can still fit into things. Eh, fair enough. Uh, Alright, Guardians of the Galaxy rumors. Regarding the rumors, the info comes from Grace Randolph in her Guardians of the Galaxy trailer breakdown where she starts off by stating she heard that not only might the film feature multiple deaths, but that multiple deaths were filmed in an attempt to keep things secret. So, for example, if it leaks that Rocket Raccoon Bites the Dust or Gamora Meets Her Maker, that might not actually make its way into the movie, etc. Kind of like they did with the Scream movies back in the day. Marvel has it being... uh, Marvel has been having a tough time of it lately uh, and it seems like this is the kind of movie that would kick off summer movie season which is exactly what it's going to do says Randolph she continues for it's third entry the last for James Gunn and the last for this lineup of this team it's going to kick off the summer movie season as well that's right multiple characters I hear are going to die according to Randolph you can tell from this trailer it's pretty sad although I have some theories as to what might happen to Rocket." He might not necessarily die. Huh. Uh, Randolph adds, speaking of what's going to happen, I heard that they filmed multiple deaths, and then reiterating what, what was said a moment ago. Um, Gamora and Adam Warlock rumors. Kind of boring, but yeah, so there you go. Potentially multiple characters dying in the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie. Um, daredevils, born again, raiding in doubt. Where was the, there's a, there's a Deadpool bit. Where'd the Deadpool bit go? Oh, hell, what the hell? Uh, Let's go here. All right. Uh, So, according to other rumors for uh, Disney Plus this time, bad news, MCU fans. It's be careful what you wish for, as it's claimed that Marvel's Daredevil Born Again series may not have a mature rating when it's released on Disney Plus. Disney just saw a big regime change that has been celebrated with the return of Bob Iger as CEO, who replaces Bob Chapek. Uh, but Iger is a temporary replacement. They're looking for somebody else. He'll be out in two years. So, keep that in mind as we go as we continue through this article. According to YouTuber Grace Randolph, now that Bob Iger is back, that might mean the mature rating for Daredevil Born Again is out the window. Uh, here's something she tweeted. Bob Chapek was cool with the mature rated Daredevil Born Again. Bob Iger, not so much. They're still deciding. We'll see what happens. Um yeah, no, that's not that's not at all. Was it? I think I might have found what I'm thinking of. Oops. Here. Check chat for a moment. Nope, nothing. We're good. the dare devil come on meow i know it was here somewhere oh and we have a couple of deaths to speak of as well there we go that's what i was looking for So, according to Bounding Into Comics, Daredevil: Born Again star Charlie Cox says series tone could allow for the Man Without Fear to cameo in Deadpool 3, which is kind of what I was hoping they were gearing up for anyway. So, um, as of as if the entirety of his twin cameos in Shield: Attorney Law weren't enough to raise suspicions that his Disney Plus series would share nothing more with the original Netflix series than its lead actors. Charlie Cox has suggested the tone of upcoming Daredevil Born Again naturally uh, allow for its title hero to make a brief stopover in Deadpool 3. Marvel Cinematic Universe's resident man without fear actor shared his thoughts on a a potential meetup to crimson-clad heroes, barring any plans by Daredevil to keep Rocking the awkward live-action adaptation with his original suit he wore in She-Hulk during a recent panel appearance the past weekend at Dortmund-hosted German Comic-Con. Charlie with the scoop. Uh, It would be really cool. Uh, Where's the beginning of the quote? Appearing on stage alongside Foggy Nelson actor Eldon Henson. Cox opined to the crowd that because of the tone of our show, I think there's a place for Daredevil to show up in Deadpool 3. Oh, so that's not... I totally was... I, this, I should pre-read the articles. I know. Whatever. Um, it, it would be really cool, he added, before promptly joking in follow-up. Oh, great. Now that's a news story. Yeah, I agree. That was pretty lackluster. Given the confirmed R rating, given... Uh, to Deadpool three, some fans have taken Cox's teas to suggest that Daredevil: Born Again will be so heavy, consequential, and gritty as to be given a similar letter grade from the MPAA. As such, any potential crossover would be would entail a somewhat serious and dramatic interaction. I don't think Deadpool three is going to be serious or dramatic. That's silly. Yeah. All right. Back to this. Uh, there was at least one more on here that I wanted to touch on. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Haven't watched it yet. Haven't heard good things, though. Um, Black Panther, Last of Us trailer releases at CCXB. gen v trailer so this is the university uh the college kids spinoff from the boys go watch that one for sure ghostbusters afterlife sequel gets new director that was i think the other one i wanted to talk about while we are here so sequel to ghostbusters afterlife gets a new director with gil keenan who replaces jason reitman Kenan was a writer and executive producer on afterlife and Reitman will still be involved in the sequel as part of its writing team and will also produce, but is no longer directing, which is potentially a good thing. Um, eh, no, I take that back. I, I appreciated Wrightman's uh, the afterlife movie. So mixed, I guess it's also reported the cast will be back, including Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace. Awesome. That's really cool. I'm super excited about that. Uh, it's an absolute honor to pick up the uh, proton pack and step behind the camera for the next chapter of the Spangler family saga, said Keenan. And statement. I just wish I could go back to 1984 and tell the kid in the sixth row of the Man Valley West that one day he was going to get the direct, to direct a Ghostbusters film. That's pretty cool. Right, I man? Also said in a statement a few years ago, my father handed me the keys to Ecto-1, and together we made Ghostbusters Afterlife. Words will never express how grateful I am to have made that film with my father by my side. It's now time to hand those keys to my creative partner and fellow Ghostbuster, Gil Keenan, a brilliant director who will keep the Spangler spirit alive. I can only hope to provide him the same productorial care and support that my father showed me. That's really cool. I can dig it. Uh, What's it about? Yeah, it's still too early for us to make those kind of guesstimations. And then we have a casting piece. Let's get into this casting piece. Batman, the Doom that came to Gotham. New animated movie. Looks like we're getting a new animated universe with this art style. That's the only picture we have so far, so I could be reading into things. But let's see what the story has to say. Let's see who this new cast is. Uh, Warner Brothers Animation DC and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment have announced the voice cast for Batman the Doom that came to Gotham animated movie. Oh, and this um, was, oh God, I can't remember who wrote the book. Anyway, uh, David Giantoli, known for a million little things, is providing the voice of Batman. And Giantoli also happens to be the husband of Superman. Oh, Giantoli was also the lead for Grimm. That's why his name sounds familiar. I almost got to interview him, but I didn't. I did get to uh, interview his wife, Elizabeth Tulak, though. Um, cut for Grimm, for the end of Grimm. The additional voice cast includes uh, Tati uh, Gabrielle as Kai Lynn Kane, Christopher Gorham as Oliver Queen, John DiMaggio, my man, as James Gordon, Patrick Fabian as Harvey Dent, Brian George as Alfred, and Jason Marsden. Oh, that's cool as dick grayson and the young bruce wayne uh karen brar as sanjay j todd uh david dusk which is he is everywhere these days as Grendon. david dusk was uh polka dot man and was also the crazy guy in batman or uh uh uh, dark knight uh navid nigabam as Rasha Rachel Ghoul, uh, Emily O'Brien as Talia Al Ghul and Martha Wayne, Tim Russ as Lucius Fox, Matthew Waterson as Jason Blood Etrigan, um, Jeffrey Combs as Kirk Langstrom, William Slayers as Oswald Cobblepot, I would imagine Gideon Ad, Adlin as Oracle and Darren DePaul as Thomas Wayne. Ooh. Sam Lewis producing, David uh, Christopher Berkeley also co-directing. The script would be Jason Ritchie, Mike McNola. That's who wrote the original book. That's right, Mike McNola writes good stuff. I really dig McNola. See, this is this is his art style right here too. So that's cool, and it. It's very Cthulhu-y, apparently, with the um, tentacles back there. I would imagine that is an implication of what the Doom may be. That's pretty awesome. I dig that. I like that casting. Um, we are going to see how Gian Tully does. I honestly think that might be a really cool choice for Batman. Um, considering the work that he did on Grimm, I, th- I think that there's a possibility for David Giantoli as Batman going forward. Now that we have lost our one true Batman. So that's pretty cool. I can dig that for sure. I think that is everything that we are going over. Oh, star Wars, bad batch season two trailer. Go check it out. Um, what are the other, and we're not going to touch Jennifer Lawrence cause blah, stupid. Let's see. Was there anything else on bounding into comics that was worth reading? Doobity 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 doo. Hmm. I don't think there was. I think we're good. I think we're gonna switch over to... Música! Oh, that's right. We have to touch on the passings. We have two passings since last week. The first of, or the most recent, we're going to go in reverse order. Most recent was Kirstie Alley, um, star, star of Star Trek Two. I don't know if she was the star of Star Trek Two. She was one of the stars in Cheers, yes. Uh, passed at 71. Um, news came as a shock due to her cancer diagnosis. Which reportedly was recently discovered. So that's pretty nuts. Kirstie Alley. Also in uh, Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking 2. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, She was in The Wrath of Khan. And (laughs) there we go. Look Who's Talking right there. Jenny Craig forever. All right. So the other passing, which we must talk about at least briefly see if it's in here if we have to go searching for it because I can't remember the guy's name I can just remember the fact that he was in Choke and Orange is the New Black and was actually a pretty good writer or uh, actor sorry reading things and trying to think at the same time oh boy I gotta go back even further Uh, they might not have covered it on bounding. That's unfortunate. Yeah, looks like they didn't. Alright, so we shall go to Variety. go to film would it be film i bet we'll find it under tv actually and news go back a week oh lord this is going to take a second because variety has entirely too much fluff oh my goodness Hey! Goose! Sorry for the noise, give me a moment. No, no. You're fine, buddy. Oh my goodness. okay. Lo siento. He gets really barky sometimes, and if you don't quiet him, he'll just keep going. So my apologies. All right, so we're still looking for the passing. Blah, 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 blah. Back further than that. Oh, good night. Come on now. <sighs> We're going to do this a faster way, methinks. thinks. Let's go to... Wiki. Cast. Cast. Is that him there we go Brad William Hankey that was his name so let's put that into the search here post enter there we go former pro football player as well so this guy um orange is the new black like i said uh choke was the thing that i remember seeing him in first um, what passed at 56 died on Tuesday, according to reps, uh, no cause has been revealed. Hanky appeared in uh, Netflix, orange is the new black as Piscatella Season four. And f- oh, that's right. He died in season five. That's, that's why I couldn't find him in season six, uh, lead role in going to California also ran for one season had reoccurring, uh, role in justified lost October road, Nikki and Dexter, played college football at the University of Arizona. He was team captain in 1990. He played defensive line for the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 24 against the 49ers. Sustaining injuries that forced him to retire from professional football in '94. he began career acting. He was in Chicago Hope, Silk Stockings, E.R., Michael Hayes, Arliss, Pretender, uh, oh, I might have actually saw him in The Pretender, too. I loved that show. Later guest in Law & Order, Life on Mars, Trust Me, Part or Down. Lots of procedurals, it would seem. But dude was actually not... T- I really, really liked him, not only as Piscatella in Orange is New Black. I dug him in that, but I really dug his portrayal of... Uh, uh, I can't think of the character's name now, in Choke. Uh, the main friend, uh, Denny, uh, just was really good so yeah sucks it's unfortunate that is the way of things though i I just wish uh, let's see if we can let's go back to wiki and see if it has an update on his passing um early life and education personal life and death hanky died in his sleep age of 56, an Instagram post dated May 15, 2021. He stated that he had 90, 90% blockage of one of his arteries. There you go. Another post dated June 29, 2021. He stated he had two stents put in his heart as well as his spleen and half of his pancreas removed to treat a golf ball-sized tumor. So it could have been the heart issue. It could have been... Uh, tumor just was malignant and had been there for way too long. Or it was in other parts of his body that uh, they didn't catch. Wow, look at his filmography. That's great. He was in Space Jam. Ha! Huh, the original Space Jam no less. That is a lot of stuff. Again, mostly procedural stuff it looks like. Oh, this is all movies though. Where's the TV? Right there. TV procedurals. Chicago Hope, Silk Stockings, Nash Bridge. Ooh, recurring role on Nash Bridges. r Mike Michael Hayes, ER, Pretender. Single episode, single episode. 20 episodes going to California, huh? Two episodes, four episodes, 19 episodes. October Road. Huh. Unfortunate, man. That sucks. All right. Let's move on to less sad things, shall we? I can spell! Thank you, Mr. Christopher, for stopping by. I appreciate you. I realize that I start these things a little late for you, so... Is what it is. Um, Let's go over to music stuff. And then we will call it a stream. Uh, I think I wanted to go here first. Oh, Lord. Again, Nirvana, never mind. Cover art lawsuit is back again. Yay. Spencer Eldon back at it. So, Spencer Eldon, the former... Baby swimming on the cover of Nirvana's classic 1991 Nevermind album filed a lawsuit against Nirvana and entities associated with the band back in August 21, claiming that the iconic cover image is child pornography. After some legal back and forth, the lawsuit was dismissed by U.S. Judge Fernando Ogluin, uh, who said that Eldon waited too long to make his claim. Agluin ru- Agluin's ruling was thought to be final ruling, but nope, Eldon is back. According to a report by Spin Magazine, Eldon has filed an appeal with California's Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals claiming that Ogluin's ruling made an error. Eldon's appeal states that a statute of limitations does not apply because his suffering is ongoing. Oh, my God. How are you suffering, dude? Incites Masha's Law, which allows child pornography victims to seek uh, damages well into their adulthood good lord this is so dumb aware that Appleese a- are commercially exploiting uh, <sniffs> Nirvana's camp previously called Eldon's lawsuit not serious claiming that Eldon has spent three decades profiting from his celebrity as the self-anointed Nirvana baby and asserted that his lawsuit will fail on the merits uh, the parties also make the argument the photo of a naked baby is not the CPE Groll also reacted to the lawsuit at the time not really saying much outside listen <laughs> elden has got a nevermind tattoo i don't there is that so goodness that's so dumb Um, ah, Latest videos. We won't touch on that. Polypheus Tim Henson got good at guitar while being grounded for smoking weed as a kid. Yeah, sure. You can see that. Ready for Death. Jonathan Holton. Ghosts Tobias Forge would like to do death metal again at some point. Interesting. Of Sulphur summons Black Death Deathcore. uh those guys death of circumstance that is uh i don't know if i've heard that one have i maybe i have i don't know the whatever single that was played on liquid metal a few weeks back maybe this isn't that isn't it because it just came out so yeah of sulfur is a band worth checking out if you like the aggressive stuff go listen to them uh so let's talk about this ghost thing shall we Ghost, Device Forge, would like to do death metal again at some point. Didn't realize he did death metal. Before Ghost, vocalist Device Forge was fronting Swedish death metal band Repugnant. So, would he ever go back to that style of music? In an interview with Loudwire, Forge reveals that the short answer to that question isn't exactly no. Forge said he'd love to revisit death metal at some point considering he's still a huge fan. Clarifies he's not sure how he'd go about doing so, because right now he makes mediocre uh throwback metal quote i love that stuff i listen to it a lot i i'm still obsessing over it from a collecting point of view it's very much where my adolescent heart is i grew up with a lot of music but my adolescence was completely immersed and completely swamped with that impression i still get the same kick out of things uh that i liked as a not even a teenager bless you as an 11 12 year old when i really started listening to that and when death metal was really dangerous, animal that you can just go out and store for the blah, 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 blah. So, Forge later added he recognizes there was a time and place in his young life for, uh, for being in a death metal band, but still, it could be worth a shot to try and tackle once again. Interesting. Bless the fall, don't care. Oh, here we go. Gigi Allen biopic in the works. Oh, Lord. Okay, so a new biopic based on the life of shock punk entertainer Gigi Allen is in the works and being helmed by director Jonas Akerlund, who recently chronicled the Norwegian black metal scene in his film Lords of Chaos. If you haven't seen Lords of Chaos, it is interesting. It's worth a watch. There's some liberties taken uh, from what I can remember and what we looked up uh, as research once we watched the movie, but... Uh, still pretty cool pretty close to accurate to the source material so that's pretty awesome uh, producers to the film Angry Films and MVD Entertainment Group have acquired Allen's life and music rights and have a script written by Richard Schenkman, according to Hollywood Reporter there's no word yet however on casting Gigi Allen somebody's going to make a movie from the life of that poor pathetic man That's weird. That is super weird. Um, Who was it? Uh, Punk Rock NBA. Finn McKinty did a whole video on Gigi Allen and who he was and why he was influential, even if his music was not very good. Uh, So that's definitely worth a watch. Uh, If you don't know who Gigi Allen is, then be warned. It's. Definitely NSFW. Just his entire life from childhood on is uh, frightening. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Not a very happy life that man had. Uh, Dirge slows things down. New single. Son of Iron Maiden and Radiohead members deliver chill new track. Red Skies. Don't care. Charlie Benante on Pantera Haters. If you don't want to come, you don't have to come. Yeah, I mean, there is that. Though, apparently, they're doing pretty awesome, Uh, Benante and, uh, not time back, good lord, (laughs) Uh, Benante and Zach Wilde, goodness, I can't remember words. Uh, Benante and Zach Wilde, they're doing pretty good according to what people are saying that have seen the shows. Everyone who's uh, being a naysayer uh, apparently has not seen them perform because it seems to be pretty universally welcomed, so there you go. Reviews, Conjureth, Ola, England, Steel Panther has a new single, Bad Omens. Oh, here we go. Let's talk some business stuff. Bad Omens will get us into this. There's music business to be spoken of. So... The article goes on. Unfortunately for every touring band, at least in the United States, venues generally take somewhere around 20% of what a band makes in merch sales. So when you're buying the limited tour vinyl and special t-shirt, the venue is making a few bucks and Bad Omens isn't too pleased. Um, Not only is that the case, not only do the venues take a cut, but also if they are signed to a label... Odds are the label is also taking probably around 30%. So off the bat, that's why everything is so expensive is because only 50% of that is even going to the band and the crew. And then the band has to pay the crew that's also selling it. So that's why uh, tour merchandise is so much more expensive than... It's this stuff you can get off their website or stuff you find in like Hot Topic or any other place that carries band merch is because they, they have to pay. They are, there's a lot of people with their hands in the pie. Let's just or fingers in the pie or whatever. However, the saying goes uh, continuing on it all started when a fan tweeted bad omens about a drink named after their song. Nowhere to go at the venue. Bad omens retweeted the photo to make fair to make a fair. Fair about venues taking merch cuts, but not offering any percentage of bar sales, especially if they're naming it after a touring band song. That's a legitimate issue. I feel like that might be grounds for Bad Omens to take some sort of legal action. That's very interesting. Uh, that's dope artists still don't get a cut from the bar sales even though the venue gives cocktails cute little names after your songs but still take 15-20% to 20% of touring artists gross merch sales every night now where to go punch does sound delicious though tip your bartenders that's a, that's a that's a great attitude I feel like to have on the subject because he's still advocating for good tipping which being in the service industry myself is always a nice thing to see Bad Omens clarified that they're not interested in getting a cut of the bar profit, but of course would rather see the merch cuts go away, especially considering how financially difficult it is for any band to get on the road these days, as we've learned from Devin Townsend. Uh, I don't know specifically what they're referring to about Devin Townsend, but a fair number of artists have made it very clear that touring becomes much more difficult when things like this happen. Just to be clear, we don't want a cut of of your bar sales, Uh, the article goes on. Uh, We just don't want to give you 20% of the merchandise we design, pay for, manage, set up, carry... and sell ourselves because you gave us 20 square feet of floor space in your venues uh, that we sold out. So I would imagine uh, there's there's a couple of things uh, kind of lifting the curtain, if you will. Yeah, speaking about the inside baseball, uh, let's throw another couple of idioms at you, shall we? Um, so there's a number of things about touring bands, the number of ways bands get onto bills is either the booker for the venue um, is in contact with the booking agent for the band, and that it, and so the booking agent sets up the tour, and then they effectively have a financial agreement that th- certain things will be split. And apparently, specifically what we're talking about here is merch, but then they're also splitting uh, a certain percentage of door uh, ticket sales and... I mean, when you're a smaller band, the the venues that I've played, we did get a cut of the bar depending on who the booking agent was. So sometimes you get a cut of the bar. Sometimes you don't. It really depends on the venue and, and, you know, how good you have it with those guys. So... That's one way. The other way, when you are a bigger band, uh, like if you're Metallica level or Slipknot level, or I would venture to say even somebody like a Taylor Swift, since she was in the news recently. um, The other way to do that is, and it's far more expensive for the band, but also theoretically far more lucrative for the band, is they rent out the venue. So everyone in the venue is being paid directly by the band and not by... Uh, the venue so it, it it's a little bit more complicated than that but that's kind of the the nitty-gritty and bad omens probably not big enough to rent out the whole venue so they have to come to a financial uh, uh agreement with the venue so that on on what things are split and whatnot so very interesting situation going on there continuing Bad Omens is hardly the first band to be irritated by merch cuts. Earlier this year, Australian metalcore act Alpha Wolf vocalist Loki Kog called out the venue the band was playing at live on stage calling them dirty, <laughs> calling them dirty effing venues taking money from bands not making any effing money anyway. Before we go, I want to mention every band on this tour uh, is still Still has merch over there. We're trying to get the same stuff done. Doesn't matter how much merch you buy. Any bit of money you spend helps, especially when these dirty effing venues are taking 20% of it from the bands playing tonight. It's like we're not making any effing money anyway. You'd think venues doing that could afford some good effing air conditioning, but apparently not. Oh, boy. I mean, he's not wrong. Not wrong at all. Uh, the Bad Omens guy can, uh, went on to tweet more. He says, when you pay more in merch percentage than your guarantee, which is what you, the guarantee that they say uh, you're going to make, then you played for free. That is a fair point, man. Like, I mean, I knew it was messed up, but I didn't know that that happened enough that it was worth mentioning to the public. So uh, what he's saying is you're guaranteed... <clears throat> when you breach a financial agreement with a venue like they are, uh, you're gar- they, they give you a guarantee. You're guaranteed $1,500, let's say, for the night of work. That guarantee, uh, and once the door cells have hit a certain point, then you start to make a percentage of the door, right? So they have to be able to cover their guarantee to you and uh, and then if they make anything more than your guarantee, that's where the the ticket split comes in. Like I said, it can get pretty uh, convoluted and, and, and complex. but um, so if you sold, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do the math right now, but if you've sold enough merch that 20% would equal more than $1500, then effectively the venue doesn't have to pay you your guarantee. You have to pay, them for playing there um if that again assuming you're you you do not meet the certain number at the door and blah 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 blah. so wow i didn't i really didn't think about that that there is a theoretically a way that a band at that level could play at a venue for free because of the merch cut that sucks that is so garbage so i've always been a bit big advocate for spending money on the band at the show um and i still am i'm not going to tell you to not buy a tour shirt because i think that is a good way to get money directly into the hands of the band but just as viable and because there's different percentages taken off of it this way too but just as viable is buying it directly from the band's website um I, 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 when I was younger and I didn't understand the nature of this business when I was still, you know, kind of coming up and learning things, it was, I always bought the, the, the bootleg shirts outside either before the show or after the show, um, because they're cheaper, man, you uh, shirt insides, 50 bucks, a shirt outsides, 20 bucks. I'm going to get the 20 bucks because I'm a poor kid. But uh, realize that none of that money, none of that $20 goes to the band. So at least if you buy the $50 shirt in the venue, then the band's going to give the venue 20% and the uh, their record label Thirty percent, So that's 50% off that 50 bucks. You're giving the band 25 bucks, whereas the 20 bucks that you were spending before doesn't go to the band at all. So I don't know. It's just something to think about when you go see live music. Um, if you really want to support that band, that is a great way to do it. Joe Duplantier isn't rushing back into the studio to make the next Gojira album, yeah, because they just put out a great one. They can ride on that for a while, I would say. People are getting ripped off through a Metallica crypto scam. Oh boy, cryptocurrency is a scam. Stop buying into it. Just we're just gonna say that right now. Um, I Obl- Obl- Scarcis, streams first single. In five years, Ekus, Igor, Melt Banana, and Otto von Skretsch Skr- 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 <laughs> announced 2023 North American tour. Arch Spire, Psychroptic, Benighted, and Ethos announced European tour. That's cool. Come on. Evanescence Fallen. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember seeing this briefly as well. Congratulations to Evanescence. Their record Fallen has is now, now over 10 million copies sold in the US. That's pretty huge. Um, Ghosts. Mary on a cross goes gold in the US. I think we might be to the uh, Charlie Bernante on Pantera's first show. I think I was metal meditating. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus peace. Signs to Century Media streams an offering to the night. We are doing a reaction video to that song. Uh, I just heard that they put out this record. Jesus Peace is a great hardcore band from Philly. Uh, Definitely going to be doing a reaction video to that. I have the Rammstein reaction video going up in a week or so. But the Metallica uh, reaction video just went up. So go check that out once the stream is ended. Um, oh okay let's continue our touring conversation with the Devin Townsend piece that they referenced before so uh, the article goes on or starts with it's no secret that touring sucks pretty bad right now Ticketmaster being in- investigated for royalty screw- royally screwing up ticketing costs are through the roof and some venues don't even didn't even make it through the pandemic but how is that bad exactly or how bad is it exactly sorry <laughs> very different words Devin Townsend explained in an interview with Metalarium that he's setting up tours for 2023 and has no real way to keep them within cost thanks to everything that's going on. Townsend also touches on the unfortunate reality of having to scale back show production, but still having to put on enough of an actual show that people don't walk away disappointed. So, yeah, it's a little rough out there at the moment. Oh, yes. It's, this is an industry that most people don't understand. They think that you become well-known. People start to know your name. They know the music that you put out, et cetera, et cetera, And you're rich beyond their wildest dreams. And that's really not the case. Granted, I don't know that uh, somebody at the level of Devin Townsend would be struggling to pay bills. So they definitely do live more comfortable than a fair amount of people. But that's not to say that they're rich. That's not to say that... They can do whatever they want. That's none of that. They're working class Joes, for the most part. It is. I mean, once you get again, once you get up into the levels of say a Metallica or a Slipknot, it becomes a very different environment. But, our and and Devin Townsend, I think, is kind of towards the top, uh, top of the middle pile, but still working class by and large. So that's. I just. I wish I could get more interviews because we talked about that with the the Stitch interview when I when I talked to Stitch from Mushroomhead, uh, we we I did what I could to have him elaborate on how that works because Mushroomhead is a band that very much struggles to pay the bills they i mean they all have jobs when they're not actively on tour they all have day job well i don't know if they all do i think stitch might or not stitch uh skinny might not have a day job but stitch does and he's in two touring bands so it's definitely an industry that a lot of people want to be in but a lot of people don't understand just how much work it is so continuing on with the article It's gotten way worse. I don't think it's better at all, actually, because of the cost of touring now with inflation, the cost of gasoline and diesel. Plus, over the course of the pandemic, we've lost a ton of really good venues. I'd say probably 50% of the workforce Uh, in touring has now left because what's a guitar tech going to do for two years you have to get a job right and so the ones that are remaining not only are they already spoken for with other bands but they're also twice as expensive I saw uh, this thing about the events ticketing giant live nation the other day they're taking 30% of merch sales see like I said so that's not the venue that's not the label that is the ticketing agency Taking 30% of merch sales from some venues. The cost of airlines have gone up, so artists, the ability to make money on tours, almost completely gone now. At least on an artist, at at least an artist on my level. Like I said, he's actually probably still able to make a little bit of money, but I don't think much. Uh, he's he's making most of his stuff off of streams, and hopefully he owns the master rights to his music so that those streams pay out well. Um, But, yeah, that's how most artists at that level make money anymore is through streaming, which is weird because not that long ago is exactly the opposite. You didn't make much money from the actual recordings. Most of your money in the industry was made by touring. And since things are the way they are, that's reversed. That's very strange time indeed. Excuse me. So, continuing, the quote continues. So, yes, it's opened up again, but it's ten times as expensive. It's like, what do you do? uh, What do you do? Even the little things like, okay, the hotels are more expensive. The food of the hotel is more expensive. So, at the end of it, you're touring for what? You're ultimately touring so you can present your work to the people who care about your work. And that's worth it to me. But I think for anybody to think that it's now easy again, you should investigate that. Because I'm trying to set up tours for next year, and there's no way to keep them within cost. No way. Continuing on and you go out there and like, well, can't have this vehicle. We can't have this back line. We can't have this production. We can't have these lights. And then if you show up at the place and the audience comes, they're like, this show's no good. There's no lights. There's no production. So what should you do? And I think a lot of musicians, their decision is like, well, I'll just stay home and then I'll create from home. I try to go out with acoustic now, because that way I can afford it. If I show up with an acoustic guitar and sing for people, it's better than nothing, but it's still like, man, it's complicated time, brother. <laughs> people who talk like that kind of bug me, but whatever, I like Devin Townsend. Uh, I guess the one alternative to all this, aside from touring acoustically, are live streams, but even those have tons of costs associated with production, so who knows? Here's to hoping things calm down, because without touring, we're all in some pretty deep crap. That is true. So yeah, there's a pretty good music discussion. Let's check chat for a minute. Oh, go away. Can I boot? Remove. Remove. stupid bots all right so i think that puts us in a good spot for ending yeah night we've been going for an hour and 20 minutes so i don't know i don't know if we're gonna get any uh year-end content made calistel boys covered deftones my own summer a oh, haul. that would be really cool to do a reaction to as well sorry i'm 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 Doing silly things. So um yeah. Do the buttons, push the things. Let's get okay. So i appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh anyone who's watching in post, anyone who's still sitting in chat lurking, just listening to the news, I appreciate you guys. Uh going forward, I don't I I want to try and get something special done for possibly for the holiday, possibly for the end of the year. Um, as it stands right now, I'm not sure that that's actually going to happen just because I do still have a pretty big list of work to get done uh, for the start of next season. And if I want to stay on schedule, then other things are going to have to take a backseat. I will try and get that done, though. I will try and get some edits over on the clips channel so that we can continue these conversations in a shorter, more precise form and not just my ramblings. Either way, I appreciate you nerds. This is where we are going to be ending the stream. Thank you very much for stopping by. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do it again next week. Shall we? I don't think there's going to be anything that gets in the way of that. Um, all of that being said, thank you very much again. I appreciate your faces before we go. Always, always, Always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here.